When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 225 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, as an ambitious entrepreneur, do you have an idea for a book, but you struggle to reach an audience where you can truly make an impact and increase your earnings because of the noise from competition? It's overwhelming, isn't it? So you're certainly not alone in your struggles. Now, according to PublishersWeekly.com, over 786,000 books were self-published in 2016 alone. That's a lot of books, a lot of noise. Joining me today is Johnny Andrews, and Johnny is an international speaker, an author, a business development consultant, and founder of Author Platform Rocket. He's worked with over 16,000 authors to transform advertising into income, overcome hurdles, and grow successful businesses. Now, on today's show, Johnny is going to share transformational insights about overcoming obstacles both in your life and in business. Also, asking the question, does having a book really help you grow your business, your authority and your sales, as well as how to transform roadblocks into opportunities? So welcome to the show, Johnny. What's up? Thank you. Writing a book is something that uh, many ambitious entrepreneurs, if they have not already done so, it's on my to-do list. But so many sit with their book in their heads, never really getting them out onto paper and out there in the hands of their ideal clients. So I'm really glad that you're here today to, to share your inspiration and, of course, your insights too. But I like to give my guests an opportunity to give a very brief overview of how did you get into your work that you're working in today? Was it a, a clear progression or were there different uh, experiences that you had throughout your career that has led you down the path to where you are today? Well, until I got a little bit more strategic with things, I guess you could compare what I do to or what I, how I got here, uh, much like you would watch the trajectory of a headless chicken in an electric <laughs> fence factory. It was kind of, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where I, you know, just getting started, I knew at the beginning that I just didn't want to do that yes and so you know it just sort of led into one learning from one thing another failure here some failure there oh that was fun let's do more of that and it just you know throughout oceans of time let's call it eventually sort of you know brought me to what what is realistically just would be internet marketing in general yeah yeah i was like oh i've come home i love it here this is great and then that sort of just naturally segued into you know working with authors and uh, you know, becoming a publisher and, and doing a lot of that stuff myself, and it just sort of 
I'm like, hey, this works. Me. I like it. Yeah. And I guess um, all of the entrepreneurial journey, no matter where it's it's led you and, and there's failures and opportunities and all that good stuff, you'd never really trade that in because one of the things we're going to talk about today is how to use those obstacles and challenges and turn them into to opportunities. But looking back at your journey, hindsight is an incredible teacher. Were there some things that you've learned that you now share with your clients or prospective clients that helps them fast track that? Because obviously the years that you've traveled, um, if you can shortcut that for people, that's something that you want to pass on. So is there one or two insights that you've learned over the years? Well, the first big one, I mean, it's sort of, I guess you could say life in general, is mm. that if you're in the middle of something that's just really bad, this too shall pass. Yeah. And so that that is a big one, you know, because uh, everybody goes through stuff and whatever the stuff is that you're going through, you just have to remember, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. because the only time it's over is when, you know, you quit. Yes. And the rest of the time you can absolutely, you know, drive through it. Even, even in the times of like, you know, the worst, just, ah, it burns kind of situation. It's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to come out of that. Okay. And then give it a minute and you look back and you're like, oh, I see. Okay, fine. That wasn't as horrible. You know, I, mm. this whole journey for me began when I was homeless. Mm. So it was, you know, it was a very interesting kind of journey because right before that ended for me, uh, I, I was about to close on a series of deals in real estate mm -hmm. that would have set me up with pretty healthy, positive cash flow. Two weeks before that happened, I got hit with identity theft and was completely wiped out financially. So homeless, about to make it, and it just, and it just got just completely shredded. And so, uh, you know, the way that the system works over here is, you mm. know, uh, the overdraw bank account. So I couldn't get another bank account until I fixed that, which I didn't have the money to do. Uh, couldn't get a job because they were, everybody checks credit nowadays. Mm. Uh, so there was like no job, no credit, couldn't get credit cards or anything like that. No loans or nothing. So I had to figure out how do I exist in this world mm. and, you know, actually eat. Like that was the first thing is like, how, what's, how do I do lunch? <laughs> Like that kind of got the first wow. step one, don't die mm, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And it, what, you know, retrospectively looking back at that, it actually taught me how to become extremely resourceful mm. and ask different questions. So yes. this too shall pass. And when it does, the lessons are all learned, but you have to be open and receptive to that. Yeah, you do. And, you know, yeah. we, we all hear, and it's great, those insights, uh, you know, obstacles and challenges are sent here to grow strength in us. We don't necessarily want to get to that stage where, it, as you said, the identity theft is just horrendous when you think the spiral that that um, kind of causes you to have to go into it and work through. I would imagine that many of the authors that you work with, some of the obstacles and challenges that they've overcome has really when tweaked and and formatted can really become the the story in which they can share that can help other people have you found that now to be true too with your obstacles and the the challenges that that very much is part of your story that yet now you continue to share with others a lot of times i mean it, it's because i mean that that's really the journey and, and yeah. if you share that stuff and this is actually gets into a big thing that I run into a lot with, with folks that we work with is this concept of like imposter syndrome. Mm. If you probably heard of that before yes. with the feeling of like, oh, you know, who am I to say this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And the reality is like all of us were put here and have gone through things mm. that when we, you know, speak, when we tell our story and we tell it truthfully and honestly, that what ends up happening is that can then is going to resonate with somebody, not everybody, of mm -hmm. course. 
but there's always going to be those people out there like, whoa, they did that. I'm kind of in a similar situation going through similar stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, that you know, that can really help inspire, you know, back in the day before the whole marriage children thing, mm. when I was traveling nine months out of the year, you know, doing the speaking on stage and, and going to events and things, I would have people come up to me, never met in my life. And they're like, oh, you're Johnny Andrews, that product you put out or that video. I've had people um, come up to me just from listening to one podcast who implemented what they learned and ended up producing a hundred thousand wow. dollar a month business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> that that's so cool and so you have to remember it's like you know in, in some of these things you, you don't want to do it but you just have to you, you really just need to put yourself out there and do that regardless of sometimes you're like maybe i feel a little funny doing this. it's mm. like you know what do it do it's it. gonna it's, it's probably going to help somebody else and yeah. that's a good thing yeah and i know that for some some people when they get put in challenging situations and they have obstacles they tend to want to not deal with it and they they kind of shy away from that but in the situation mm -hmm. that you had and you i've spoken to a number of entrepreneurs who really were it was like where is the next meal coming from where is the money to pay for the next meal whatever that, totally. that might be and there's something about that that just fires you up it drives you because it's a life or death situation. Now, for, for, for entrepreneurs or people that are listening today that do have challenges, but they recognize, you know what, I haven't dealt with it and I haven't really learned from that to catapult me forward. What would be one or two things that you want to share with them today to really help um, them increase their level of courage, if you will, to move and shift through that? I would say, you know, that's a tough one because mm -hmm. everybody there, there's fear associated with everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and what I can tell you right now is that on the other side of that fear is strength and peace mm. because, and, and I'll just, you know, obviously I don't know the, the, the folks on the other end of this thing, but in my particular situation, when I was, you know, I was living out of the back of this Honda Civic and, uh, you know, it, it's sort of trading off between that and this little bitty office. It was literally like the size of a laptop. It was mm. crazy. And sleeping in this wicker chair and I was just busting hump every single day. And I actually hated doing mortgages and real estate. I hated it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the stress, but I, what I was doing is I was terrified that I was going to get wiped out financially. Like I, it, the, the pressure was so insane that it mm -hmm. felt like, you know, I could just feel it pulsing like some sort of angry animal trying to mm -hmm. claw its way out of my face. And I will never forget the morning or was it, was it the morning? It was sort of like afternoonish when I got that call and then it just, everything peaked. And I think if I'd been the age I am now, I probably would have had a heart attack, yes. but luckily I was a lot younger. <laughs> um, and, but what happened that night was when I finally realized that there was nothing I could actually do mm. to, it was just coming. Like the freight train that I had been running from for all of these years hadn't just caught up with me, but it had caught me and was dragging mm. it behind the thing like a rag doll. And when I finally realized that, wait a minute, like I, I was looking out the window, the, the, the earth is still going on, it's still moving. Every, and I suddenly realized that this isn't, you know, the worst thing that can happen to me mm. just happened to me. I got the best sleep of my life that night. Wow. It was insane. And I, it was like, it, I was terrified and running. And I was just like, you can't run anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was almost the biggest blessing that I could get because I'd like, I'd, maybe today I'd still be running from that lunacy, but yeah. it got me. Yeah. And so maybe that's the advice is let it get you, yes. you know, 
Because often we run from fear itself, as you say, and exactly. then when we, once we deal oh, with yeah. it, we look at it and we ask for resources. We've got resources that we didn't even realize that we had, and you start to take the step, as you said, one step 100%. after the next step. And, yeah, so you just come up with a game plan, mm -hmm. you know, let it hit you, figure out who you are now in this space. Yeah. And the biggest, I think the biggest fear is the social fear. Like, what are people going to think? Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you lose your house or you lose whatever it is. And I mean, if you look at so many entrepreneurs who have been through that, like they were, you know, these really big highs and then just got yeah. brought super low, mm -hmm. they come out of it, you know, yes. you come out of it, you come out of it stronger. And the, well, another great blessing is you figure out who your friends are really quick, yeah. you know? It's like, I mean, if you want to have like a, you know, just a bullet train to exactly who you need to be hanging with, mm -hmm. lose all your stuff and then see who, see who shows up for the party after that. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, and then I would say, you know, collect yourself, maybe take a minute to, you know, mm. freak out for a second. That's fine. That's human nature. It's cool. But then start focusing on the solution. And mm. I'm a big proponent. Oh, I can't even, I, I try to talk about this on the podcast all the time, just because, you know, so many authors we work with are ah, the sky is falling. Because one thing you have to realize, the sky is never actually falling unless you're pulling it down on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only time it's happening. It's like, everything is going to be cool. It's, yeah. it's fine. Like, everybody chill, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be all right. And what I would say is, you can be aware of the problem. Yes. Absolutely. Respect it. it. There's an issue. But don't focus on it. You focus on the solution and you work the solution. Mm -hmm. Because when you start to focus on that, you start to ask different questions that maybe you didn't before. So in my particular case, it's like, um, how can I make money? <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and I, I just evolved that. That was kind of a dorky question to ask, but I was like, oh, okay, what I can do? Well, I started to learn because I, it, there was a window, like I had a, a, a window that was rapidly closing mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to be able to buy anything else because there was no credit left. It was all wiped out. And so I had to figure out how can I generate income in these kinds of environments? And I just, you know, while I had the internet still, I was researching like crazy, found out PayPal had that PayPal debit card. Mm -hmm. um, there was this uh, like MetaBank or something like that that had these prepaid uh, debit cards and things. And what I learned how to do was then start selling these search engine optimization reports in a forum. Yeah. And so I'd put this thing up, you know, I'd figure something out, like, what can I sell today? Okay. And I'd make the product, make the sales letter, post it in the forum. Mm -hmm. And if I did well, I could eat. Yes. It was great. It was cool because I'd use a little PayPal debit card, swipe it and be able to exist again, you know, in life. And then as that came, I started to evolve my process and learn about more things. Mm. The point where I was starting to, if you've ever heard of ClickBank, I yes. don't know. Mm -hmm. if that's a, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like an online sort of a merchant alternative, uh, kind of merchant account alternative, but they do products. And so I'd be doing these things and uh, selling this stuff through this and all of a sudden I learned about affiliates and then I created a product that did really well mm. and I was cashing these checks at a local currency exchange and I'll never forget I walked in one day with a $16,000 ClickBank check and I had like wow. three dudes behind me with the teardrop tattoos on their faces and I I've been doing this probably this at this point I was cashing these things for maybe two years at this mm -hmm. point and I slid this thing underneath the bulletproof glass to the guy and he picked up the phone to call the manager. He's like, it's that guy. You'd literally hear him say, it's that guy again. And you hear him and said, yeah, clear it. He's fine. And they gave me these cashier's checks for it. Wow. And, you know, that, that was kind of the point where I realized, okay, maybe I should focus. Maybe I should actually now look at the problem mm. and see if I can clean up some of this stuff because I clearly got the solution right. Yes. You know, so I had to, I did, it was funny. So I actually was so solution focused that I totally abandoned the problem, which is not 
the best way to do it. Yeah. Unless that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know? But what like you with did, financial stuff, sometimes you have to. Yeah. But what you did in that and what so many entrepreneurs don't do is because they do get distracted, but you were just so solely focused and you created that solution. And then you went mm -hmm. back and you fixed up all the edges. But what I find a lot of entrepreneurs do is they're chasing, and we know that term, the next bright, shiny object, and nothing right. really ever builds momentum. And when you're working on any strategy, and we're going to talk about book in, books in a moment, um, you need to be laser focused because if you're not giving it 110% of your energy and your time, it's not going to build momentum if you keep rushing off in other d directions. Would you say that's a fair comment? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. yeah uh, that shiny object syndrome is, mm. is the Uber murderer of dreams. It yeah. really is. And it's funny because it's the luxury. It, it's actually a luxury of people that aren't in a state of extreme life or death kind of mm. situations because it, ha it happens to me like today, even, I mean, it, it's absolutely like that. And it comes from being comfortable. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're comfortable, you're like, oh, maybe a little of this, maybe a little of that, maybe a little of this, maybe a little of that. Well, 16 years later, mm. you're still with this and that, and there's no here. Yes. And yeah. it's, you know, it's like, you know, if you just had a bunch of pancake batter just blasted all over the wall, it's like, wow, look at that. But nobody gets to have breakfast, mm. yeah. you know? So let's talk. Great, great. Thank you for sharing those insights. I think that's been so valuable. And I know someone will be listening and watching to this and it's really planted that seed or started to germinate it anyway to really help propel them forward. Now, talking about a book, I mean, again, I've heard of some entrepreneurs that have written books and it's just taken them on a trajectory they just did not expect. Others have written a book and it sits on the shelf. So again, it has to have clear strategy. It has to have a real clear in intention. So let's talk about a book really does it help grow business authority and and sales well like you said it can yes but step one who are you writing it for mm. and that's the big question i run into this constantly I, I, a couple of weeks ago i had the conversation with a good friend of mine he's been in the business even longer than me mm. totally knows his stuff and he was putting out this book that was I'm like well who's your market like, well i'm writing it for two people and one was for seasoned entrepreneurs looking to make a pivot in their business and mm. the other was uh, employees looking to maybe start a side hustle. I'm like, oh, whoop, everybody out of the pool. Those are two diametrically opposed mm. psychologies, you know, because one person has been, you know, sort of like bathed in the gauntlet of fire of business and all mm -hmm. this. And maybe, you know, they've, they've gotten to a, a level of success where they've completely left behind sort of the employee mentality. Yes. Whereas now you have an employee mentality nothing bad about either one of these no. things, but it's just a different, different. psychology, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, the employee mentality looking maybe to then grow into something. And so we had to like take a moment and pause and say, okay, well, first of all, what is your outcome with this book? And his outcome is to get more clients. I'm like, all right, well then, since you happen to work with business owners, why don't we write the book for the business owners mm -hmm. and maybe we'll do a, an employee thing a little later. So that's the one you want to do right there, because if you're if you're not talking to one, you're talking to none. Mm. Uh, because when you try to have this widespread out audience, the uh, you know it just doesn't work. Like Dan Kennedy, great, you know, mm -hmm. like grandfather of direct response marketing, said you know you need to enter the conversation in the prospect's mind. Mm -hmm. And if that conversation is fragmented amongst multiple people, how are you going to do that? Yes. You know, so yes. that that's that's probably step one is figure out who is that one person. And you've probably heard the customer avatar. I have no idea who like invented that, but mm -hmm. it's great because that's mm -hmm. what you do. Yes. Who is this person? What are their wants, needs, and desires? 
And here's the interesting psychology, the, 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 the leap mm-hmm. that a lot of people have to take. And they're like, well, if I write it like you're saying, won't it exclude all of these other people that could be potentially helped by it? And the answer is actually no. Mm. If you don't write it like this, nobody's going to read it because That's the message true. won't make any sense to them. Mm. But, and, and also, and it gets worse because when you start to say, well, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to say? What is my message? Now your message gets fragmented. Your communication starts mm. to break down. And so not only, it, it just, it's literally just this massive, like liquefied haze of slug juice. It just mm. doesn't work no. at all. But when you eliminate all of those other possibilities, you focus in, like laser focus in on that one thing, that one person, then what ends up happening is now your brain is crystal clear Mm -hmm. as to what your messaging is, as to how to say it, in the order in which to say it. It is the most miraculous transformation that you will Mm -hmm. ever have when you just get rid of all of the external stuff and focus in on that one thing for that one person that represents that one group. Yes. It'll it'll change everything. It's interesting that you said a colleague of yours who's already very successful in business still uh, when he was writing the book had the the market too too diverse or too wide. Is this, Mm -hmm. and being that this is the first step, I'm assuming that many of the clients that you work with still need support and really laser focusing. They're not laser focused enough. They're trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. Oh my word, I, I, I need it. It's like, we all need it because yeah. we're going to, you know, think about this as entrepreneurs. Mm. We are just perpetual motion machines in our brains. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those ideas start like crossing over and like having kids with other ideas. And next thing you know, you've got this like lunatic inbred family living in the hills, like coming up with more ideas. Yes. And it's like, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's the hills have eyes, but it's for entrepreneurs. Mm. And that gets crazy so fast that you need to, this is why like coaches need coaches and stuff like that. Mm. You have to work with someone that you trust that is knowledgeable enough that can sort of be what I like to call the universal two by four, Mm -hmm. because the universe is sending you these messages Mm. every now and then you need someone you're paying probably a lot of money. Just go, come on, (laughs) do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it seems like, why didn't I say that? But it exactly. Yeah, four seconds after someone says like three things, you're like, whoa, (laughs) let me write that down. Next thing you know, your whole life changes. Mm. But everybody needs that uh, second set of eyes, but it's got to be the right second set of eyes or ears or whatever, because you can't ask non-entrepreneurs like entrepreneurial stuff because they'll be like, "Uh," you know, Mm. they'll give you some weird, they'll just say stuff that doesn't help. Yes, yeah. Yeah, get someone who's in that line that could do that for you. So once we've really got that clear and, um, you know, we've written the book and it really is segmented and written to, to solve the problem of one specific demographic and psychographic of our ideal client, uh, one thing that I also hear commonly, and you may also hear this as well, is, well, I wrote the book and it's just sitting there. The journey really also continues and probably starts the hard work is getting it out there. Uh, speak a little bit more about that. Well, that's why I always say, what's the point of the book? You know, mm. um, because the book in this sense isn't the alpha and the omega of everything. Mm. But the book is simply a, a communication tool that is part of your marketing arsenal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the folks that, that, that come to us are at a point where they're like, I had this amazing idea. 
I'm like, eh, okay, great. Yay. That's awesome. But what are you going to do with it? Like, mm. what do you, how are you going to monetize past the book? Because unless you have a really large audience already, mm -hmm. the concept of a publisher just doesn't really make any sense because no one's going to touch you with a 10 foot pole. Mm. Because if you, especially if you look at the, the market and the way it is where publishing, I mean, Amazon really took a, you know, about two, 300, 400 year old industry, squished it down, stamped on it, and turned it into a button. Mm. And so that's, you know, hence like almost 800,000 people are publishing yeah. books because it's actually like ridiculously simple. Yeah. So you have to have, you think you need to think bigger because mm -hmm. what they say is the, the reason a lot of people struggle and almost don't start in the first place, like so much competition. Well, all the competitions heaped at the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, it's the, it's like that big crab bucket or something where everyone's crawling over each other, sort of in the slime, mm -hmm. in the primordial ooze at the bottom of this thing. And so all it takes to get out of that is a little bit of strategery. Mm. And that strategery begins with a plan and actually having a business. So what do you have? You have like, you know, products, you know, what, mm. are, you, what are you using the book for? Yes. And it should be a piece of the marketing funnel. Is it a calling card? Are you going to use it like that? You know, are you going to do this physically? Are you going to do it digitally? All these mm. different kinds of things. And really figure that stuff out. The big one, and because what's interesting is, out of that, you know, group of authors, we have like hundreds of New York Times and USA Today bestsellers. It's mm -hmm. crazy. And the thing that's killing everybody right now is not, it is relying too heavily on places like iBooks and Barnes and Noble, especially Amazon yes. to do their marketing for them. It can work. Mm -hmm. It's nice. They, they've given everyone a wonderful opportunity to, to publish. You know, the problem with that is you don't get any of your buyer data. So you don't get to have a conversation mm -hmm. again. Yes. with those people and so you need to start looking at the full spectrum of your publishing because you know publishing has gone through multiple evolutions and mm -hmm. then the one that is coming uh mostly because i'm beating it into people's head with a with a mm -hmm. stick is you need to be selling uh your book off your own site yeah and getting that buyer data and training people to purchase from you yes and then when you do that you could now have a you can further the conversation with mm -hmm. them so it's that, uh, you know, sell them more stuff and bring them deeper into this. Because the book is just, it's just a conversation. Yes. It's, you know, if you look at the ladder of, what would it be, value, I suppose? Mm. A book is actually the lowest rung. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of, the, it's a low hanging, low barrier to entry thing that if you use it, like, you know, very normal business model is you run an ad to sell the book at a low cost mm -hmm. to then upsell them into something else to then upsell them into something else. Mm. Yay. That's great. It totally works. Or depending on how much money you have for marketing, you could just do a bestseller campaign, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, and just mm -hmm. go and blow this stuff out and write a pre-sale. That's the key word there uh, to pre-sell, you know, as many books. Like the first one, uh, back in 2012, the first one we did, we sold like over 15,000 copies wow. in the first seven days. Mm -hmm. uh, but amusing anecdote, because this was so long ago, people didn't know that they had Kindles on their phones or their tablets. Uh -huh. And so what it was like, we had to spend the first four days actually teaching these people how to consume it. It was literally like cooking this massive banquet and then sitting everyone down and going, it's okay, kids, here's a knife, here's a fork, here's your mouth. Yeah. This is what you do. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy, but we taught them how to do it. And we sold them a bunch of books and it worked really well. And next thing you know, um, uh, you know, the senior editors from like Penguin and stuff were, were writing in calling, trying to, to see what they put Amazon actually contacted. Was like, how did you do that? Yeah. Was like, oh, what are you uh, doing? 
it was cool. But now it, it's like very commonplace now. Mm. Uh, so you have to have a plan. You have to have a bigger picture, mm-hmm. and you have to really know what that all means. Yes, uh, and have that all laid out. And if you don't, the book can uh, probably do more to hurt you mm-hmm. in terms of emotional. Mm. crushing problems because a lot of people are like i have this book like one of one of my clients now uh he's a uh, he's a pilot great dude and um he's doing some uh you know enlightenment how that pertains to overcoming obstacles and success and different Mm -hmm. kinds of things and he was very hopeful about this book and i you know i i am the destroyer of dreams Mm. (laughs) i was like dude until you get this back-end business thing going yeah I wouldn't bother with this because there, no amount of money is going to make this successful. Mm-hmm. On top of that, if you can't communicate your message, if you have trouble articulating it, no yeah. amount of marketing or money is going to save you. And so you have to make sure the business is there, you have the target audience, and that you have the message clearly communicated. Mm-hmm. Then punch it, Chewy. Like, yeah, it works. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, no matter what strategy that they're using, uh, if they don't have a plan and they've pre-thought that plan out and there's clear steps and actions that they need to take, when, once they get, like you said, to the book that's published, okay, now what do I do with it? You need to have that all planned out because there's different totally. stages along the way that you can actually build your audience and excitement for when this book is finally going to come out and um, that all needs to, to be considered. So Johnny, you have just shared so much information for us to, to really um, think and, and consider more in depth. You know, if one of us is listening or viewing today, we really can see that 2018 is the year that we're going to start to think about this strategically to get this book out there. What is the best way that they can connect with you to find out more about the services and support you offer? I would recommend just going to authorplatformrocket.com mm-hmm. and uh, under the nonfiction section, because uh, we work with both fiction and nonfiction, mm-hmm. is uh, there is a training webinar that's really going to help get your head in the game as to what it really means to do this. Yes. Uh, it's probably an hour and seven minutes. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, it's literally just teaching mm-hmm. because the, the, I, I like there's the four different business models that actually work. Mm. Cause that's important. We buy, we've entered into a stage in our development as sort of a marketplace now mm. that these are no knowns. These are business models that you could say, Oh, I want to, I want to be a speaker. I want to be mm. a coach. I want to make money off of writing multiple books. Okay, great. Here's your Lego set. Go build it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, we can do this. It's cool. But you just have to be aware of the difference of models. Cause the big, one of the bigger problems is when people come and they're like trying to like, you know, duct tape and chewing gum and, mm. you know, stick things together that don't belong. And then it's just horror and, you know, death everywhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the nonfiction. We have the webinar going and learn yourself some stuff. If you're, if you're confused, no problem. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to buy. It would be, you know, love to have you ask questions. We'd love to help people out. Yeah, fantastic. So we'll put all of the links that people can connect with you on the show notes to access that ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES225. Also, um, if you are listening to the audio version of the podcast, we are recording video now and we're also streaming live on Facebook. So come and check out that uh, link to the show notes and you can actually watch Johnny share his uh, insights today thank you so much for coming on the show it's been an absolute delight well thanks for having me it's been fun you've been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show brought to you by be the difference movement.com changing the world one message at a time 
Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.